Tuttles is your Vikings headquarters for the best football party. They have great game day specials on Miller Lite and Coors Light tap beer. Tall stadium cups for just 5 bucks, plus $5 food specials, including brats, hot dogs, jumbo sloppy joes, and pulled pork sandwiches. If pizza's your thing, get 5 bucks off any large pizza. Tuttles has cool game day giveaways, too, including a free number board with your chance to win a $100 gift card. Take in all the Viking game food, fun, and festivities at Tuttles. Tuttles Bar and Grill in Hopkins. Go Vikes! Well, John, I always enjoyed the show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and I, I just think Vikings fans need to name one of the week. It's always one week of the year. It's always ugly in Chicago because it's always ugly in Chicago. And I was there yesterday. It was ugly. <laughs> but the thing, here's we have to remember. Really good Viking teams go to Chicago and lose or look lost or look like they were in the wrong shoes. It always happens. So as ugly as yesterday was, as clunky as the offense was, you just can't sneer at a victory in Chicago because they just don't happen that often. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. You never apologize for winning. I think that's how the saying goes. Um, and the historical context is really important here because – yeah, we've seen Randy Moss go into Chicago. We've seen Adrian Peterson go into Chicago. We've seen really good teams go in there and either lose or just really struggle to get out of there with victories. Now, the one thing I will say on the flip side of it is if we were hoping that this team that seems to really be scuffling and really um, – searching for an identity and and trying to figure itself out if we were hoping that they were going to go into Chicago and and produce some sort of referendum game to say look we we've we've got this now now coming out of this we played so well that that we can chart a course forward looking at all of the good things we did in this game and try and duplicate that the rest of the season well that didn't happen either no it absolutely did not happen and again one more point, the 2009 Vikings, a 12-win team that was good enough to win the Super Bowl, lost at Chicago to a bad Bears team. It just happens. Uh, you're right. It wasn't impressive. Uh, the 13 offensive points, a blocked extra point, uh, missed field goal, uh, stupid Kirk Cousins turnover, um, you know, you know, not being able to get the ball downfield, Addison dropping a pass, Hawkinson Another one he could have caught, but he didn't. I mean, there, there, are, there are a lot of problems here. Uh, but the two Vic, Viking victories this year do have a common theme. Their best defensive players made a difference. Yesterday, it was Neil Hunter was everywhere, and Jordan Hicks uh, played a great game. And you're allowed to win that way, too. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, this is a team that, especially for the last now year and almost year and a half, knows that it lives life on the razor's edge and you're going to you're playing in close games you're playing in one score games and your job is to just find a way and that is what they did against the bears uh, you could tell that they really had a hard time establishing any kind of rhythm offensively that there was sort of a uh, just a lack of crispness um in that way but um that they found a way to do it uh, to to squeak out a victory 
and and avoid the calamity that it would have been to lose to the Bears in Chicago and drop to one and five. Hey, that's that's certainly better than the alternative. Is that they they did gut it out, they grinded it out. I think they have a ton of questions to still answer about where they're going, about what they can be. Um, but it's much better to have to answer those questions and have to go over the film and 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 all of the mistakes and sloppiness and and still have a victory than the other way around. This is the Viking Update Show. He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. This is one of our two NFL and Viking shows on the network. The other is Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider, my show with the former Vikings general manager. Also, John Krasinski stars on The John Krasinski Show. <clears throat> Excuse me. By the time you hear this, our live show at Head Flyer Brewing, previewing the Timberwolves season, will be out. It was a blast. Thanks to everyone who came out. We do appreciate it. Appreciate everybody who supports TalkNorth.com and the individual shows. If you like a show at TalkNorth.com, uh, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to live. Aquarius Home Services Studios. We want to thank Aquarius Home Services. Twill, our longtime sponsor. Twill in the Dining Galleria. That's Scott Dayton Shop. TSR Injury Law. Star Bank, and we also want to thank Tuttles for putting on so many of our live shows across the network. So thanks to everybody. We do appreciate it. Uh, I, I just thought it, there's so many things coalescing right now around the Vikings. And, you know, I wrote about it in my Sunday column. The, the idea that it was like some kind of a foregone conclusion that the Vikings were, A, going to try to trade Cousins, B, that he was going to waive his no-trade clause, C, that another team was going to expend significant assets to bring him in midseason to learn their offense uh, and to set them up for themselves up for a postseason run with a quarterback who's won one playoff game in his entire career at the age of 35. Uh, and that the Vikings absolutely should throw a season away to go get a young quarterback. It, it just all seems so presumptuous and, and illogical. And now at least one reporter is out there that cousins won't, uh, waves no trade clause. That wouldn't surprise me at all. We haven't had it confirmed yet, but there's a report out like that. And then you watch Caleb Williams play on Saturday night <laughs> and he looks like Spurgeon Wynn. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. so they're just so much, it's so easy to assume things. And I just think we're so far away from the, any of these things happening. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I, I do think the, the first and foremost sort of detail to focus on with any kind of discussion along this vein of quote unquote tanking of doing the whatever is that it just does not happen in the NFL like it does in the NBA. And right. I think a lot of people look at, you know, kind of the crossover. If you're an NBA fan, you just say, well, Hey, just, just do what the Sixers did and dump everyone and 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 compile draft picks. Uh, it's it's much easier to do that in the NBA. In the NFL, it is very hard to tank, especially after five weeks. No one is just dumping a season that way. You may lose a lot of games. You may go. You may win three games or two games or four or five or whatever, but the nature of the game itself and how hard it is on players bodies and all of the uh, all of the things that go into it just make it very very difficult to say okay guys we're going to go out and lose this game and that's just uh, these guys have too short of contracts they're playing for too much 
that you cannot sort of institute a strategy that would be as effective in that regard um, with, as, it, as it is in the NBA. And so there's that one. That is, is number one. And But the num- number two thing is Kirk Cousins does not want to leave. He has made that yeah. clear for more than a year now. He loves it here with his family. He wants to raise his kids, uh, you know, somewhere consistent. Um, they like living in the Twin Cities. He, if he had his choice, he would sign a, a contract extension, and he would have done that a long time ago. And so to think that he is going to just magically waive his no trade clause to go somewhere and also to just parachute in and try to learn a new offense in the middle of a season and go through all of that hecticness and all of that stress and put his family kind of in this limbo and probably leave his family for several months. He's not the guy that wants to do that. And and barring something incredibly drastic that happens. Um, And so you add those two elements together and it just never did seem likely or reasonable that the Vikings were going to trade Kirk Cousins during the season. If they were going to trade him, the time to do it was this summer. They decided not to do that. And and so I think they really tethered themselves to Kirk Cousins for this season when they didn't do that. Two other factors here. One is that there are a lot of terrible teams in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. And it, if you want to compete for that number one pick, you're going to have to win zero of your remaining games, and you still might not get the number one pick. Then you factor in the fact that we've seen quarterbacks drafted number one or in the top five absolutely stink it up. Then you even have the case of the the Colts tanking to get Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was a very good NFL quarterback. So was that successful? Well, they made it to one AFC championship game, and they lost that game 45-7. There are just no miracle cures in the NFL. There just aren't. Here's the other thing. Vikings are two and four. The odds are against them, of course. We, and we, I mean media and fans, we place way too much weight on uh, our ability to predict the future. We can't predict the future. Nobody would have picked the 49ers to lose to a backup quarterback in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Nobody would have picked the Eagles to lose to the Jets. Nobody would have picked the Bills to rightfully lose to the Giants. They should have lost at home to a terrible Giants Mm -hmm. team. Uh, we don't know. And we don't, and the line, yes, the Lions have a three game lead and they look great right now. And I do like that team a lot. One quarterback injury away from disaster, just like every other NFL team. So play it out, play out the season. You have so much invested. You sell out us bank stadium. You have a rabid fan base that travels. Well, you are paying your quarterback a lot of money. You're getting Justin Jefferson back in four or five weeks. Um, you are, Still putting a defense together under a very good defensive coordinator might actually be good eventually. Just play the season. It's that simple. Play out the season. Yeah, I, I'm I'm totally fine with that. And I even I do believe that I think there are going to be a lot more losses coming. I think that's the way that this is shaping up. Um, and 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 so we'll see how that all plays out. But I just don't see any other alternative to doing that. Now, one sort of caveat that I will add or, or response to your position, which is all, all valid, especially the stuff about you don't know 
if a number one quarterback, you know, is going to be great. If, if, uh, if, a, if a second pick is going to be great, if you're, if all of a sudden Brock Purdy, the last pick of the draft is the, is leading the best team in the NFL. Um, I think that we can probably both agree that it certainly would be interesting and intriguing um, and maybe even the right thing that if the eventually the Vikings can have a shot at picking a quarterback up high, because I still think the hit rate on quarterbacks is generally higher in that top 10, top five range than trying to grab someone lower in the first round, second, third, fourth round, whatever. Yes, there's the Tom Brady's of the world. Drew Brees was a later pick. Um, you know, all, you know, Brock Purdy's doing well. Like there are all of those examples, but I do think that it feels right now to me like this organization is at a stage that it would behoove it to have someone that they know is going to be here for the next many number of years that that you can get a chance to get someone super talented physically that has come from a good program and that's one thing that the Vikings have not been able to do not I mean Culpepper was the 11th overall pick but even he was he was down the board just a little bit so um if we're trying to kind of break this cycle that the Vikings seem to be in right now maybe that is the way to do it but there's no clear-cut way to get easily to guarantee that you're going to be in that top five. Like you said, there are some terrible teams to compete against. I would like eventually to see them be up there and, and draft a guy because this, the blessing and the curse of the Vikings is they have always been good, never uh super bowl contender, but they are very rarely super bowl contender. They always have been good. They've never been terrible. That's fun that you're not the Detroit lions. Um, but you also don't have the opportunity to be up there to try and get a true franchise quarterback and see if you can hit on that on that pick. And and so that's the thing that they have been sort of missing out on as they've gone through all of these quarterbacks. Uh, but you are right in the grand scheme of things that maybe Caleb Williams is a bust or maybe he's the greatest thing ever and you can't surround him with other with enough talent. Maybe, you know, maybe Shadur Sanders is going to be the guy. Maybe uh, Drake May. Maybe there's there's all sorts of different guys that in scenarios that can happen. Um, it's just go, it's just that the Vikings, it feels like right now, are just in this limbo period um, where you're you're trying to find out, okay, what are they are they going to hang their hats on going forward? And I think a high uh, high pick quarterback would be great to to kind of build around, but um, there's a long way to go before they're in that position. I agree with you completely. I would love to see them draft a good, young, promising quarterback who could set this team up for success for the next five, six years. Having a, a, your starting quarterback on a rookie salary really benefits you. And of course, if you're trying to fit Justin Jefferson's contract, I agree with everything you said. I will also offer this counterpoint. Look at the best teams in the NFL right now, regardless of yesterday's results. 49ers. Seventh-round draft pick quarterback. Eagles, second-round draft pick quarterback. Uh, Bills, uh, Josh Allen. Uh, I can't remember where he went. He was up he was higher. Like, yeah. He was like 11 to 15 in that area? Um, I think it was higher than that. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Yeah. Okay. So he, he, he wasn't a number one overall, but he was yeah. he was in the top third seventh. of the draft. Seventh. Seventh. Okay, there you go. Seventh. Seventh. Um, let's see. Who else is really good? The Lions traded for Jared Goff. 
and he had now leads a five and one team that, that looks really promising. I mean, so yes, I, I do think the most direct path to having a promising future is drafting a quarterback, having him turn out to be really good, developing him, building around him. That's great, but there are other ways. Yeah, and Kim, but and yes, there are other ways. You're 100 percent right, Jim. But let's kind of look at some of those um, teams right now. The Eagles, you mentioned the Bills, the Lions, like a lot of these teams that are building around quarterbacks. You know, Goff was a former number one overall pick, but he is yep. on his second team, um, and and you know, kind of had mixed results with the Rams. But all of these teams that are not like building around the um the Andrew Lux of the world they the organizations have shown that they are really good at team building drafting free agent signings all of those things to supplement around the quarterback the Eagles have done a phenomenal job of building around Jalen Hurts and sort of tailoring an offense to his unique skill set uh the Ravens have done a good job over the years of changing the way they build around Lamar Jackson. They haven't gotten a receiver for him really yet, but everything else has been really good around Lamar Jackson. And they've built a unique offense around him after picking him a little bit lower. Um, but so far this Vikings regime has not really provided a whole lot of confidence that they're going to be able to hit on all of the other things around a quarterback that you need to, if it, if he's not going to be the stud, the Cam Newton, the Andrew Luck, the you know the top of the top, you know no matter what type of a player, um, if you're going to go that route with your quarterback, you have to find talent at all of the other positions and do a really good job of making that happen. Now it's still very early, early in Quasi Odafa Mensa's tenure, but the early results are kind of like, eh, do we really know what he's doing with this, with, with a lot of the other draft picks and things like that? Good point. I wasn't ready to talk about Lewis seen yet, but I guess we can talk <laughs> about him now. Uh, no, we will get to him. Hey, I would do want to let you know, we're coming to the Aquarius Home Services studios, and I want to thank Aquarius Home Services. Football, eating chili, and cool, crisp air. You gotta love fall, and it gets better. Aquarius has extended their Connecticut fall blowout sale to November 18th. That means 25% off the world's most efficient water treatment system. Enjoy spotless dishes, shiny fixtures, and purified drinking water. As your independent authorized Connecticut dealer, Aquarius is here to make your water worries go away. Enjoy 25 5% off and schedule your free water analysis today at KineticoMN.com. Aquarius, earning the right to be recommended. Also, let me tell you about my friend, Scott Dayton. You know, when you, so often, I think, especially us as men, when we need clothes, we just go to the department store, right? And you deal with generic salesperson and you buy generic clothes and you buy whatever's on the rack on sale, whatever. And I used to do that. And now I don't because I know Scott, because I shop at the Dyna Galleria. My wife, like we never, I, I hardly ever close shop. So we keep it simple. If she ever thinks I need something, if I ever think I need something, I go to the Dyna Galleria. I walk in. Usually Scott's there because it's his shop. This is not a chain. This is not a department store. It's his shop. He takes great pride in everything he stocks. He knows the people who produce the stuff he stocks. He has great 
you know, knowledge of how these things are made, how they fit, how they fit in body types. They do tailoring right there on site. Uh, so I have another wedding this weekend and I'm going to wear a tailored suit that fits me perfectly because I went to Scott Dayton. Uh, and again, my wife actually loves buying me clothes there. I don't, I, I just don't shop that much, but my wife will take me there because she loves the stuff so much. It actually fits my weird body. And I appreciate that. Plus you're going to deal with veteran salespeople, no pressure, relax. They love talking about sports. They love talking about clothes. They love talking about what you might want to wear to a, to a tailgate or a wild game or whatever else. Because Scott's a big sports fan. He is one of us. Uh, I'll tell you next week, I'll tell you more about some of the brands that I own and that I've shopped for. But I just want to let you know, it's a different shopping experience because it's not a department store. It's not a chain. And the people there are invested in it. And they love seeing you come in the door. And they love getting to help you out and point out stuff that's going to work for you. So Twill in the Dining Galleria, check it out, twillmn.com. Uh, also, thanks to Tuttles for sponsoring so many shows. And also want to let you know the big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps and convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about StarBank. StarBank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family-owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at StarBank, and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be. A throwback to the good days. Mobile app check. Convenient services. You got it. Check out StarBank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with a local community bank that cares. StarBank.net. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. And hey, we did the John Krasinski show at Headflyer Brewing last week. It was a blast. Thank you to everyone who showed up. And of course, we had Steve Terry, our friend from TSR Injury Law, come up and hijack the show. Again, kind of like Scott Dayton. Big sports fan. Great person, great supporter of TalkNorth.com. We couldn't have gotten off the ground without people like Scott and Steve Terry. And Steve will treat you right. They are Their business is booming. It's booming because people get hurt and they need good representation. They need ethical representation. And they need someone who's going to win your case. And the great thing about TSR Injury Law is not only will they win your case, they won't charge you unless they win your case. It's no risk. If you're injured, you need immediate help and you need help you can trust. You can get that at TSR Injury Law, 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. Now on to Lewis Seen, uh, healthy scratch. I think we all knew it was coming. Everybody around the team knows that he's just not that good. Uh, but still, to see number one pick as a healthy scratch behind less highly rated safeties and defensive backs, still a little jarring. It's a little jarring. Absolutely. It's, you know, um, I do think, you know, Her- obviously Harrison Smith is great. Um, and Cam Bynum, I think has played very well for this team. So what, is there a, you know, a starting spot immediately open? No, but he's your first round pick. And now we are this deep into the season after missing last year with his injury. And we're still not seeing the progress to a point where he's getting on the field, even in special team situations, which, you know, safeties are generally important parts of, of, of the special teams. And he's not even in, in those, in those scenarios. So, um, right now at this point, it looks like something significant or drastic is going to have to happen for him to become a contributor on this team. And, you know, again, you know, we talked about it on draft day when the, when, when the deal was made, we talked about we've talked about it sort of ad nauseum through this whole process. When you look at what the deal was for the Vikings to move down and um, 
and and then eventually take Lewisine. They could have taken the safety from the Ravens, Hamilton, who looks like he's going to be a really good player um, at, at the same position. Uh, they also traded within the division and allowed the Lions to take Jamison Williams. Now, he has had, obviously, some very spotty start to his career, but he's making big plays for them, and he's helping them win games, as he did against Tampa Bay on Sunday. Uh, and so the, dis- the decision-making process there s- appeared flawed at the time, and then when you end up with with a player who has yet to make an impact, that only doubles down on what seems to be right now a mistake. There's still plenty of time for Scene to turn his career around and get things figured out, but it is not a good look right now for that for for him to be continuously watching from the sideline. And they just spent four million dollars on a guard that I think we assume because of the process and the money spent, he was going to come in and immediately become a starter, and he mm-hmm. isn't playing at all. Yeah, and we, yeah, we, I mean, we talked about that as well, Jim. I mean. There are guys that are on the street for a reason Um, and and what, you know, and so that he was available at this point in the season should have been a red flag or at least one to temper enthusiasm for him coming in, being a savior. And um, they can't get him on the field right now. And I don't think that the offensive line in general is has all of a sudden just started playing so much better. Right. I mean, it's not like, oh, no, now we don't need Dalton Reisner. Um, everything is good here. It's that, you know what is, is, is Reisner right for our system? Is he, is he ready physically? Is, is he an upgrade? And, um, right now, at least it does not appear to be the case. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of these decisions, both big and small that have been made over the last two years. And especially over the last year that are not paying off yet for the Vikings, for Quasio Dafamensa. And, um, you know, it's uh, they're starting to add up a little bit. That is very true. Um, do we want to do a pick? I, I, picks are stupid, <laughs> but they're kind of fun. Uh, yeah, why not? I, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Just because I don't take picks seriously, I'm going to predict a Viking victory. Woo! How no Debo? Maybe no, uh, maybe no McCaffrey? So I don't expect to see Debo Samuel. And Samuel's been playing hurt all year. And now he just hurt his shoulder. Um, my guess is they will try to give him a break. You know, that, that team has big aspirations, and they're probably going to win their division. Um, and they're going to want Samuel healthy at some point. Uh, McCaffrey was an oblique. I, those are hard to bounce back from, and you're one hit away from being out. And listen, it's still a great roster, and it's still a really well-coached team. But without McCaffrey and Debo, those are the two guys who make them – Difficult to yeah, game elite. Against Yes. Yeah. Because you can play them anywhere. McCaffrey's the best running back in the league, and he's one of the best pass catchers in the league. Uh, Debo is one of the best receivers in the league, and he's and also he could be the best running back if he wanted. The best to be. running back, but, one yeah. of the best running. And so, so listen, Kittle's great. Ayuk is having an excellent season. Purdy has played great, but it makes them a little more vanilla. And they're they travel to Cleveland. They get beat. They play a physical team. They have a couple key injuries. They fly all the way back to the West Coast. Now they're flying back to the Midwest to play a team that's probably hard to get excited about. Uh, the Vikings absolutely need to win games at this point. I would guess that they would have Addison a little more up and running in the deep passing game after an eight-game uh, stretch here. So, listen, do I really would I bet my own money on the Vikings winning? No. 
for the sake of having some fun with picks, I'm going to go ahead and say Vikings 22 to 19. Well, hey, I I, I admire the <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just like I I think that I I don't see how they get more than thirteen points right now, Jim, against that defense. Um, you know, one not only against that defense, which is hellacious and does not have the same amount of injuries that the the Forty ers offense is dealing with right now, um, but. One thing, even before the Jefferson injury, we still have not seen the Vikings offense this season be very explosive, um, be a team that can score 30 points in a game um, and and win that way. And so, uh, you know, and, and everything we saw in Chicago indicates, and that was a, a Bears team Jim and I don't have the some st- the stats right in front of me, but they were at the bottom of the league in passing yes. passing touchdowns allowed, yards per attempt allowed, um, yep. e- every passing metric defensively. They're thirty first or thirty second or thirtieth. Um, and and what we saw was a Vikings offense that was unable to take advantage of that. And so if that this offense, which has not been good all season and was particularly uh, ugly against a bad Bears defense in their first game without Justin Jefferson. I just don't see how you expect them to go into a game on a Monday night against a defense that is there to absolutely snatch your soul from you, um, and 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 expect to score enough points to win. Uh, I, I it, it's just not there. So I think they're going to lose. And maybe you know maybe the the injuries to the to Samuel and McCaffrey keep it closer than it would have been, and maybe it's you know maybe it's twenty one to seven, um, but I just don't see how the Vikings score much more than ten or thirteen points against this team. John, I'm really sick of you being the voice of reason. You've got to stop it. <laughs> I hate it too. Like there would be nothing, off, man. nothing greater. I mean, I, do you remember? Like I, you, I don't. I know you remember. There is nothing more thrilling and electric um in this town than walking into either the metrodome or u.s bank stadium for a monday night game when the vikings are rolling and if you know if this was even if this was last year's team where you you still had questions about them but they're winning a bunch of games and they're going in against san francisco on a monday night um and just how the you know my the hair stand up on the back of my neck thinking about it right now just like how much fun that is and 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 how much i look forward to those kinds of evenings and those nights and and how loud it gets and how everyone's pumped up and there's so much on the line i, I absolutely do not want to be the voice of reason i want to be back to that situation but this team is getting harder and harder to watch and this looks like a long season and man i'm just i'm picturing a pummeling on on monday night all righty. The voice of reason has spoken. I tried to be the irrational enthusiast and it just doesn't fit me, but I tried. I did the best I could. Hey, uh, check out the rest of the shows at talkdork.com. Lots of outdoor content, variety content. Of course, the great sports shows that you've come to know and love. Best way to listen again, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Thanks to all of our sponsors, all of our listeners. We do appreciate it. And let's just, let's try to make this interesting the rest of the way.